And welcome to Oh God and Man, the show that Bob Monkhouse properly put it. They all laughed when I said I'd become a comedian. Well, they're not laughing now. <laughs> this is your host, Brum French. If you want to reach me, you can reach me at 210-854-8029. Or you can send me an email, shoot me an email at bromfrench at mail.com. So, check this out. This is some crazy, amazing news. I had a listener call up or send me text the other day asking if he could be on the show. He wants an interview. He is uh, publishing some stuff in a uh, website and asked for an interview. I thought that was hysterical. The first question I had to ask him was, uh, well, first of all, have you ever listened to Of God and Men? <laughs> because the thought would be a big resounding no. <laughs> You've never obviously heard the show. You've never heard me do an interview. So, <laughs> however, we are planning on doing it. I'm not in uh, his location yet. I would like to do it face to face if we can. But in a few weeks, I should be there, and I am really looking forward to it. Other crazy, amazing news. God is so crazy cool and good. I went to preach in Louisiana, a church in Louisiana, great pastor. had never actually preached for the guy, but he calls me up, or I send him a message, tell him I'm going through and just want to have lunch. And he said, well, why don't you come preach for me? So we preached. We had great service. Afterwards, we're going out to eat. He gets in the car, and my van needs a fuel pump. And uh, actually, come to find out, it was the casing or assembly or whatever. And uh, I don't know anything about vehicles. And so he gets in the car, and I turn it, and it just uh, you know doesn't want to start. So I pump the gas and do it again, and uh, then do it again, and it starts. And I say, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I need a fuel pump, and uh, I just haven't taken the time to get it yet. Check this out. This pastor says, well, listen, let me um, – where do you have to be? When do you have to be there? And I said, well, I don't have to be – you know, I'm going to Tennessee next, and uh, I don't have to be there right away. I, I've got a little time. And I thought maybe he wanted to hang out. And he says, well, let me put you up in a hotel. Well, I, they only have a morning service. Why are you going to put me up in a hotel? He said, let me put you up in a hotel. I, well, I kind of looked at him funny. He said, uh, and we'll get your uh, fuel pump checked out and get it fixed. And so the church or the pastor, whichever, paid for the hotel, not for one night, but for two nights. And then on top of that, paid for a brand new fuel pump and assembly and everything else, whatever that entails. And so I don't want to, uh, I don't want to make a long list of beggars and, and I don't want to embarrass him, but I would like to send out a huge thank you to that church in Louisiana. I really appreciate your kindness and your gesture and uh, what an awesome, tremendous service I got to I got to spend with them. God is amazingly good. There is nobody like him. So, uh, so you need to be listening for the next couple of weeks. Uh, the, the guy that I'm doing the interview is in South Carolina. Now, there are some people that have very, uh, well, they're very corny. We've had uh, them on the podcast. This guy, corny does not fit his humor. 
His humor is more the humor of, oh, I don't know, I would say English comedy. If you've ever watched English comedy, that's this guy's humor. This guy's very dry. Um, could be very boring, but if you pay attention to what he says, he will have me in stitches. And I'm going to do my best to not laugh hysterically. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. There is a huge tsunami or uh, hurricane or something like that that has hit Taiwan and the winds well over 100 miles an hour. Amazing. We just had, is this now the fourth blood moon? And no, Jesus has not returned. We just had it. He's not come back. I, I think some of us have gotten it wrong because we put so much uh, expectation on the exact day that this is going to happen. It reminds me of the guy that wrote 88 Reasons. But if you go back and you study and you read what a lot of these guys were actually saying, they were not saying that Jesus is going to return during this. But what they were saying was that something is going to happen in Israel. Not that Jesus is going to return during this uh, four blood moons, but that Israel is going to go through something and recognize that World War II did not happen exactly during the blood moons. I'm not going to get into all the detail, but if we look at it logically, and I don't see how any of us can miss it, that the Jewish people, again, are in a very interesting place in time. The Jewish people, and now in case you haven't realized, so are the Christian people. The Jewish and Christian people are in a very interesting predicament. It's one of the reasons, you know, again, I don't believe we need to have our heads down and we need to sob and cry and be upset and, uh, you know, stock up and stockpile and try to, you know, do like they did during Y2K. But I do believe it is paramount that we keep our relationship with Jesus and we do as he leads us and we have the guts to be the men and women that he called us to be. And we need to be the light. Now get this, if you're always depressed and you're walking around with your head down, you're going to have a difficult time being a light. <laughs> if you're always in the dumps, how are you going to put, tell anybody that your God is the city set on the hill? How are, how are you going to do this unless you raise your head and you recognize who your God is. Wow, I have uh, exasperated my time. Let me take a break. And when I come back, we will go through the Bible in a quadrillion years. Hold on just a second. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never! And we are back, and we're about to go to the Bible in a quadrillion years. We are in Genesis, Genesis chapter 34. We're going to pick up verse number 13 and go down to about verse number 20. 
Genesis chapter 34, verse number 13, the Bible says this. And the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor's father deceitfully and said, Because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. And they said unto them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised, for that were a reproach unto us. But in this will we consent unto you, if you will be as we be, that every male of you be circumcised. Then will we give our daughters unto you, and we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if ye will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then will we take our daughter, and we will be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. And the young man deferred not to do the thing, because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. And he was more honorable than all the house of his father. And Hamor and Shechem his son came unto the gate of this, their city and communed with the men of their city, saying. So we're going to have to pick up there again later on. Let's back up verse number 13. Real quick, let me give you the scenario of what has transpired. Dinah has been raped by Shechem. Shechem has raped Dinah. And now decides to speak nice to her, now wants to marry her, wants to uh, make a family with the girl that he has raped. And so he got his dad, he and his dad have now gone and they've spoken to Jacob. And uh, Jacob, unbeknownst to him, his boys have now gone to Shechem and Hamor, Shechem's dad, and they have said, hey, listen, um, we cannot mingle with you because you are not under the covenant. You are not circumcised. If we're going to marry into you and you're going to marry into us, you must first be circumcised. You must be under the covenant that we are under. Now, real quick, I want to bring out something interesting because circumcision was the sign of the covenant, but the circumcision itself is not the covenant. Wow. I could spend the rest of the time just talking about that on its own. Circumcision was a sign of the covenant. But just in case you don't know, I am, I'm a Gentile. As a matter of fact, I'm related, direct descendant of Ponce de Leon. Really cool until you realize they believe that Ponce de Leon got his name from Pontius Pilate. Pontius Pilate was a, a Gentile, in case you didn't know. <laughs> He's the one that washed his hands with Jesus. So I'm a Gentile, but yet I'm circumcised. That does not put me under the same covenant that they were under. I'm under the new covenant, but I'm not under their covenant. Oh, that took me too long to go through. So uh, let's pick it back up. So they said, you've got to be circumcised and then we'll do it. The sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor, his father, deceitfully. He said, because he's defiled our sister. And they said unto them, we cannot do this thing to give our sister to one that is uncircumcised. For that is a reproach unto us. If we're going to be, if we're going to do this, you're going to have to get under the covenant. But in this we will consent unto you, if you will be as we be, that every male of you be circumcised. If you'll get under the covenant, if you'll look like you're under the covenant. Not really under the covenant, but you look like you're under the covenant. Man, uh, I'm going to have to spend a little more time on this, I see. Then will we give our daughters unto you and take your daughters to us and we will dwell with you and we will become one people. But if you will not hearken unto us to be circumcised, then we'll take our daughters and we will be gone. If you're not going to get circumcised or under the covenant, because that's what the circumcision represented, but it was not the covenant. Let me stop real quick. 
I'm going to spend just a little time there because there are a lot of people that mistake standards that some people hold as a covenant. That is not the covenant, just like a circumcision is not the covenant. It's representation of the covenant, but it's not the covenant. Can't ever get those confused. And so the Bible says that the saying pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor son. And so now they're happy. They're going to be able to do this. And young man deferred not to do the thing because he had delight in Jacob's daughter. And he was more honorable than all the house of his father. Listen to this nonsense. The Bible says that he was more honorable. Shechem was more honorable than his father's. This is the same guy that just raped Dinah. But the Bible says he was more honorable than everybody else. What a crazy messed up society it must have been. I'm not going to have enough time to get to verse number 20. So we'll just stop right there. We'll pick up again next time. And we shall talk to you later. Will someone shut that man up? Never! Never!